This is Rebecca Lowe, or Rebecca Lua, if you listen to Suboptimal Radio, and you are listening to Men in Blazers on the NBC Sports Network. It's Oh, it's Rog joining you in this lockdown life. We're all living separate, apart, together, alone. Not you, Florida, but in this strange new reality, each one of us is living oh, all of the emotions. We have good moments one second, low ones the next. So many of us are grappling with the darkness, what Churchill called the black dog. If you're feeling blue, it's totally natural. What's important, what's critical, is that you find someone to talk to. And remember, we're here for you. We are. And one person, I'll say, who over the past few weeks I've longed to talk to, a gent who I can think of a few others who fill me with more joy than this man, is passion for football, is passion for life. They're magical elixirs that have lifted me vicariously so many times. One of the true sadnesses of there being no football is that the absence of the game has robbed us temporarily of his poetic voice. After all, it's well known, El Clasico, it's just Spanish for tantric sex or Ray Hudson. So it's a true human joy to bring to the pod. We knighted him, you love him. Oh, welcome, Sir Ray Hudson. Hey, Roger, lovely to hear you, pal. The man who I was knighted by on that wonderful day up in New York <laughs> that uh, I still relive, and uh, my uh, ex-wife has the actual recording of it, and uh, every year or so she'll bring it up. You want to watch it again? And I know exactly what she means, because she cracked up over that night. What a great night that well, was. A great, a great night there. for a great man, Sir Ray. It lifts uh, my spirits, I have to say, just to hear your voice. Where are we finding you and how are you holding up right now? I, I, I'm doing okay, Rog, and I hope everybody watching and listening uh, is the same. You know, uh, with these unprecedented times, we've heard it all before, we hear it ad nauseum, and uh, it really doesn't do much to lift us. Uh, but all we can do is look to one another, uh, well, our best friends, uh, keep your contacts with everybody going. Uh, and I think there's, there's times, I know it is for me, Rog, where I've actually started to discover uh, other little avenues of interest that, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have had the time to, uh, to, to get involved with. I'm playing all the games, of course. I've got the recordings. I've got a big DVD collection. I still use the DVDs. I'm a bit wobbly <laughs> on my legs with the streaming stuff. But uh, I can find it when I need to. But uh, reading a lot, uh, contemplating a lot, I think, as, as we all do, you know, looking into the... Uh, it's just weird things, Rog, like in the evening when I'm by myself, I'm a single lad, I'm not going out at all, I'm well stocked and everything, so I'm laying low, but just weird stuff like lighting a candle, I mean, my God, a couple of nights ago I lit a candle and I just was looking at it for the, an hour and a half or so, just looking at the absolute beauty of candlelight, uh, I'm not one to give advice on how to live your lives, people, but, you know, let's not forget, you know, the light will always overcome the darkness. And that's what we're going through right now. And it will go away. We will be back. What a celebration it's going to be, Rog. What a celebration it's going to be for all the lads and lasses and you and me when we look back in the mirror 
and we think of those these dark days that will will disappear but it'll be a long road a bumpy road with more ups and downs in space mountain and we just got to all hang in there together because uh, the beauty and the art of the human and there was beautiful footballers that we are lost in love with will shine again and come out of the clouds beautifully like a big summer sunburst. And it's going to be magisterial when it happens. Oh. But before we get there, Rog, a uh, lot, of, lot of tough times ahead of us, pal. Oh, Ray, I love that. Just the notion of you, Ray Hudson, <laughs> contemplating a candle. <laughs> I mean, it reminds me of the it's Wolverhampton true. Wanderers motto, out of darkness cometh light. Out of darkness cometh light. I love it. You are not alone in contemplating things that in the past we've taken for granted. And I know you know this because I tweeted it, Ray. One of my first responses when we began this quarantine lockdown life in New York City at the onset of this pandemic, me and my family, you know, the time I've had to think about life, I, I, I started to make a list of the many things that I've taken for granted in my life and that I will never take for granted again. And I will say, one of the things that first night when I was dwelling on it, and I tweeted this, was your commentary, Ray, because you, to me, I realized, are a national treasure. Thanks, Rog. You know, it's so kind to hear you uh, say those words, because from you, and this isn't uh, kissing your backside, it, it, it's the truth. That means a lot from from you uh, for what you've done. I'll throw it back at you, the compliment, because we all know, you know, men and blazers have, have been an absolute, uh, right from the first time you came on, like, what, this, this is different, right from the, the first radio introduction and then to the TV, uh, and it's never faltered. It's always kept on with the same quality and a wonderful sense of humor, and you don't take yourself too flipping seriously, oh. which is what I love about you, Bennett. <laughs> that quality is crap, Ray. <laughs> but it, it's so true, Rog. You know, we all take in these things. And uh, this is one of the, the, the parts of this fallout that we may have afterward. The world will be changed. Sports will be changed. Uh, uh, social interaction will be changed unquestionably. How it's going to be, I don't know. Uh, but we'll deal with it when it comes around. I think more than anything, we will be so happy for those for that sunshine in our days, in the littlest ways, in that candlelight, in listening to Marvin Gaye, what's going on, uh, a walk in the park. Hell, Rog, they're flipping swans and the ducks are coming back into Venice. You know, I, I mean, there's, there's things that are happening that are just stupefyingly magnificent in its own way, but the misery, the human misery, and the human toll that's being taken is scary. And we're all scared uh, and, and, and justifiably so. And we can just hope that that light that I keep talking about at the end of the tunnel is going to be emerging more quickly than, than what we have. But just, uh, it, it's tough. We miss the game. You know, we miss the game. Uh, the, 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 like I say, I've been doing a lot of reading. We know about the football, what it brings to the joy in our hearts, the tears, the, 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 the euphoria. Uh, it, how much did we really take it for granted back, back a few weeks, 10 weeks ago, Rog, when this whole thing broke out in, in many ways? Uh, it, it's just been a, an avalanche of emotions that's washed over us. And yet, I think 
when we when we do contemplate and we look at it, you think, my God, you'll never take that for granted again. When you're standing next to a throng of people, when everything's healthy and this virus has been kicked in the ass and, and we've got it under control, that, that wonderful sense of unity and humanity, the wonderful human nature, the wonderful touch of human is going to come back to us all. Watching these stardust footballers and these performing artists uh, give us whatever uh, sense with the Olympics, whether it's going to say Cirque du Soleil, there'll be a sense of privilege now, I think more than ever, that maybe over the last few decades we've allowed to slip away uh, and we haven't even been aware of it, and uh, it'll be it'll be different. I hope everybody keeps us optimistic because it's useless being anything else, Rog. We've got to be optimistic, man. It's true, Ray. It is. I do believe hope is our only weapon right now. And just listening to you is a reminder, if we needed it, of why you are more a human poet than a commentator. I do think about you as the Salvador Dali of broadcasting. You've told me in the past that you wander around Fort Lauderdale and these poetic images that you use during game broadcast just pop into your head and then you write them down in a notebook ready to unleash at the right time. So with no release now, with nowhere to let all these ideas out, how does that feel for you? Do you, do you, do you have commentary constipation that right now, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like a bottle of champagne being shaken and shaken and shaken. It's going to pop, but I don't have them 90 minutes to pop it. Uh, it and it, it, it's tough. It, you know, it's aggravating. It's frustrating. But again, Rog, I think we've all taken a different route in this rabbit hole of life that we go, well, let's have a look down here, see what's going on, because that, that one that we usually go down is blocked. So we're looking at different other areas uh, in our own ways uh, while being sensible about everything. You know, the interaction and the physical connection it isn't there. So we're replacing it with different opportunities to experiment and, and appreciate Music, for example, I've been listening to a hell of a lot of music, Roger, and I've been crying, mate. What have you been listening to, right? Ah, oh, Marvin Gaye, always Marvin Gaye, man. What's going on? But uh, the, some of the classic stuff, uh, believe it or not, Rog, I've been listening to Bach, and I've been listening to uh, Mozart, Amadeus, uh, putting in, uh, just catching up. In the, the, just, there's so much, there's so many hours, there's so much time. You know, you put a bit of Pavarotti on. And then you you switch over to Led Zeppelin, and it, it, it's that that's that connection again. It's that that wonderful thread that just runs through uh, human nature and music. I was watching this this wonderful um, about uh, documentary about Isaac Perlman, the great violinist. Abs, I was crying oh. at, at what he can do with that flipping violin and the, the heaven that comes out of it in different ways. When we look at Leo Messi playing, when we look at the likes of Cristiano and the great stars of yesteryear, Raquel me, I was watching Raquel me the other day, Roger, I was screaming like a banshee down there. I, I just like, just so elated to see the Bombonera in, in such, you know, human molten emotion flooding down from that, 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 flipping beautiful volcano that is a bombing era while those players played their hearts out for them. So much to relive and to love uh, in, in different parts of music and, and again in the 
so much, so much to enjoy. It's true, Ray. I've got to say, just listening to you, the prospect of a midfield three of Marvin Gaye, like here, my dear uh, era, Marvin Gaye, it's Hack Pullman, who's a, as wonderful a man in real life as he is uh, on uh, on the album, and Sergio Busquets playing oh, yes. behind them. That is that is some <laughs> midfield three that we're going to bring to life. And I know from following you on Twitter that you've been grappling with all the ups and downs of this isolated life as we have done. You know, we're not meant to be alone. And I've loved your Twitter. I really have. As we, we all are trying to get our heads around this new normal of life. I loved your recent tweet. Be safe, Ray. My neighbor just shouted to me, life's like a coin. Happiness and sadness on two sides. Only one side's visible at a time, but the other side just waiting for its turn. That, that really sums it up for me, Ray. Yeah, it is in these uh, in these times that we're going through. And I, hey, listen, Rog, I, you, I'm not a philosopher. I don't know how the hell I can open our works, you know. But there's certain things that comes back to all of us. And you just, you know, just that touch and that shout from my neighbor there the other night, uh, just uh, that day, uh, just made me, you know, think about, you know, things like that. And, and we're all going through it. And uh, I just can't wait to get back to the to the sports arena, Rog. I know you health and everything and these wonderful caregivers that we watch them on the news every night tears the size of pineapple chunks rolling down the face because of what they're battling against and the, the sadness of it all it's it, it's terrible so um we we just can't wait for it all to be uh, to start slipping sliding away gradually um but there's there's a long way to go well, you, 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 another one of your tweets i loved you said like my mum used to say it never hurts us to be optimistic, Raymond. We can That's always right. cry another day. Smiling face with three heart emojis. That's right. We can always cry another day. And with that last line, she smacked us on the head with a wooden spoon because I wanted to put my finger in the, uh, in the mixing bowl to get the cream out of it. Oh, yeah, you deserved it, Ray. But my dad's favourite saying is don't dwell. Always look forward, Roger. Always look forward. He and your mum. Have the most English perspective on life. Be bold. Get you through the blitz. Uh, and everything should be tinged with repression. But one final tweet of yours that I devoured. I mean, you wrote this. You wrote, while musing over all the various challenges and permutations on how to resolve the multitude of diverse challenges facing our football calendar, I discovered a gorgeous new word, like finding a diamond. What, did, what was the word, Ray? Catty wampus, catty wampus. Which uh, when I when I when I told uh, my ex-wife about this, she says that's just like kitty corner, and she's she's right, and it never struck me. But she had never heard of catty wampus. Something that's out of whack, that's that's off of a different angle. If it goes catty wampus, it it, it goes off the skew. Uh, it, it's still there. It's still quite okay. But it's cattywampus. It's not quite right. Oh, I can't wait for football to come back just so I can hear you say, Villarreal's back four's gone cattywampus. That will mean that football's back, that Ray Hudson's back, football grinding on right now, but all in the hands of administrators rather than players. Today's news, after a Zoom meeting of UEFA and their 55-member associations, They've announced that Champions League and Europa League matches have been suspended, quote, until further notice. Been a lot of talk about making the semis and the final of 14 tournament played in August. In your mind, Ray Hudson, 
Will we hear that glorious Champions League anthem? The champion! Will we hear that again? Oh, will we hear it again this season, Ray Hudson? Uh, I think we will hear it. I think we will hear it. But the backdrop of it isn't going to be certainly drowned out by uh, a lot of the fans that are up in arms against UEFA for reasons that look like happy memories now back then when you'd hear all the boos and whistles going on as the anthem played. Uh, remember, uh, at Barcelona, at Liverpool. Man City. Man City, especially Man City. Uh, but it was, it, that, that's what makes us all tingle with it. You know, uh, the, the response, that human touch again, the human nature, man, that we just took too much for granted. It's all right to boo. It's all right to whistle. It's all right to be emotional. You know, uh, one of the things I've got to tell you this, Roger, and I hope we get past this someday when people cry in front of these cameras, these doctors and nurses, and they, they apologize for, for crying. Don't apologize. Let the tears flow because we all feel them for you. It's human nature, man. And I, I hope that the Champions League and the Europa Leagues return. I think we'll see it, Roger. I, I hope that the, the leadership will get these things in, 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 in organized, but we don't know. No, nobody knows what's around the corner. It's a long bend, man. It's a long bend. And other than Messi, the light doesn't bend. So maybe Leo needs to get back in charge. He'll make it bend. Talking about Leo, Spain currently being hit so ah. hard by the pandemic. Our hearts go out to all of our Spanish listeners. It has been agonizing to watch that beautiful country overwhelmed. And Barcelona currently sitting atop of La Liga, two points clear of Real Madrid. This week, Lionel Messi announced that players at the club will take a 70% pay cut during the pandemic to ensure the non-sporting staff will receive their salaries. He did, however, subtly take a jab at the Barca board in doing so. To you, what does it say about your Lionel Messi and his future in Catalonia? Well, I think as a captain, you know, we've seen him adapt and adopt this captain's armband with a strength and a, and a, and a veracity in his language that we've never seen before. He's always been the meek, male-mannered little lad that we grew up with watching, thinking, and he never, you never see interviews with Messi. You never saw him, you know, banging on the table with a fist, but you've seen it lately, Rog. You've seen it towards his club. You've seen it towards his board. You've seen it towards his chairman. You've seen it towards his director of player personnel. Messi and the, uh, and the lads from Barcelona, just as like Juventus have and a number of other clubs around uh, Spain and throughout Europe, taking massive pay cuts uh, for, for, the, for the betterment of tomorrow for the tomorrow of the people that are working within Barcelona, uh, the working men in Whipple who, who, who keep supporting this club and keeping it going, who have been cut off with salaries. That money's going to go towards them, which is a great thing. But it's still, it, it's tinged with a smear of, of, not from what Messi and the players have done, but the relationship between the board and these players, Rog, it's, uh, it's approaching being fractured. Do you want to break the news, Lionel Messi, to Miami, right? Yeah, yeah. Today, we are living in a world that is totally unprecedented and nobody knows what the hell's going on. And we're trying to lasso a ghost. So, yeah, why the hell not? Leo's coming into Miami.
I just had a word with Bex. Time to start coaching again, Miami Fusion star Ray. Quick question <laughs> about the Premier League. We all know the situation. Liverpool a mere six points from claiming that 30 years dreamed of title projected by Opta to end up with 101 points, a league record. Even if the season can't be played out right, should they be given the title? You know, this is the, the question that everybody has been wrestling with and it's split the world in two that follows the APL. Um, and I don't know if there's a real answer to it, Rog. Mate, the football side of me is saying absolutely. They were in a different class. They were champions of the world. They were champions of Europe last year. They ran away. They didn't run away from it. They moonwalked away with this title and set up a, a gap that we, we all know. Any sporting, any sporting person said that it was unbridgeable. But the other side of it is it's not. Look what happened with Liverpool at Atletico Madrid. Who would have thought that over those two games? Who would have thought that West Ham United would beat Liverpool? It's football. That's the argument against it. But I still cannot find it within me to deny Liverpool the title. You just hope against hope that for all the better reasons as, as well, for sporting and financial reasons that they play these games, uh, whether it's behind closed doors so that nobody can complain at the end that the season was played out, but that may not be possible. And if it, if it is taken away from Liverpool, Rog, it'll be a damn cry and shame. I mean, what next for poor Liverpool if they can't secure this title? It'll be a, a, a plague of locusts next? I, I, who knows? I mean, it's I, 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 personally, I would give it to them. But what what the hell's going to happen with the you know the, the relegation situation? And, and there's so many complexities that are that are avoiding this season. Uh, it makes it impossible. Uh, and yet, it, we may have to do it. As you know, the Belarusian league, last one standing, still playing football. What would it take for us to get you commentating? <laughs> on the old Vishnayaki Yaki Yaki Liga. <laughs> a lot, a lot of money. Uh, but uh, that would be great. You know, I've had more requests, not for the Belarusian League, but for these, uh, the, the, you know, the, the PES uh, uh, games and the FIFA games, the, the games the lads and lasses play with the thumbs. Uh, I, I did a little bit of that for FIFA back in... Uh, I think 2017 or something like that, and uh, went over gangbusters. But that would be uh, that would be letting me uh, putting the cat amongst the pigeons. That would it ever? But I would love to hear you say, "Dynamo Minsk is so dominant, you could drop a tarantula into their shorts, and they'd still be cool." And I know I'm not alone in thinking about the delight of your voice and how it brings joy to our lives. We Thanks, had a Rod. ton of questions from GFOPs listening. Let's dive into them. Okay. At Tommy ESPN with a big one, the hard hitter. What's the first time you heard the word magisterial? Where did you get it from, right? It was, it's in a, a Dickens book, and I don't know which book it is, uh, but it is in a Charles Dickens uh, uh, lexicon. And um, I totally misused it, mangled it, and stretched it out of all proportion, just like my English teacher, Miss Sally Herdman, rest in peace, uh, made us do. 
uh, it won't break children. The English language will not break. You can stretch it. It's like putty, like magic putty, Raymond. Do what you want with it. So I, I, I had heard this word and it came back to my mind and it was a mixture between majesty and magic. And that's where it came. It's a complete misuse of the proper word magisterial, which means literally in the uh, in political uh, in, in jurisdiction, uh, passing down to somebody. So thankfully, the world of football and that wonderful lad who sent in the question knows exactly what magisterial means now. But it's a completely misused name, uh, but it connects with the people, with the kids as well. I've got to tell you, Rog, one day, I'll never forget, I was walking through the park and I heard a kid shout it. And he didn't recognize me. He didn't know who the hell I was, but he scored a goal and he shouted, yeah, and everybody's going, coming up to him and said, magisterial. One of the greatest compliments of my life. Next question, at Lindsay R. Barnes. Which singer do you listen to and think they're the closest analogy to your broadcasting style? Oh, I'm not sure, but that's a hard one. I mean, we talked about the music earlier. Uh, I'm a Tamla Motown man myself. Uh, but uh, hell, it, it, in terms of akin to the type of emotion and... Uh, uh, just rasping of uh, human emotion to display uh, such pleasure in seeing the, 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 the performing art of these brilliant footballistas. Probably Robert Plant. How about that? Oh, proper, proper wolves to me. Kendrick Lamar, in terms of your storytelling. Lil Wayne, in terms of your narrative building and dexterity. Oh, but a bit of slick riff in that you don't take yourself too seriously and enjoy life. But I will say, when I first heard Dylan's Murder Most Foul, I was like, Ray Hudson wrote this. We'll mock <laughs> you and shock you and we'll put it in your face. We've already got someone here to take your place. Last question from a listener. At Bobby Runs, you give the world so much pleasure with your calls. But which of your commentary moments gives you the most pleasure. Self-pleasure for Ray Hudson. Which is it, Ray? I think it has to be the messy goal uh, that was scored in the Classico when, of course, Sergio Roberto long-bursting run down the field and played it out wide. And then it came back in uh, to, to, from Jordi Alba into Messi to steal the game right from under the nose. And then the, the, the display of the shirt uh, towards the, the, the uh, Santiago Bernabeu Madridistas. Uh, I think there was more emotion came out of me there that, that day than like Morton Lava came out of Vesuvius. Uh, and it, it's hard to pull it all together and keep it together without just screaming like Robert Plant at the top of your voice. Uh, the other one would be Ronald. I've got to give you this other one, uh, Rog, as well. The Ronaldinho bicycle kick uh, against uh, Villarreal years ago when I was still at Goal TV with Phil Sheehan. That one was a memorable uh, one as well. Oh, he's like, Dr. Spock, he's out of his Vulcan mind. <laughs> warp speed, Dr. Spock in warp speed. Running like he's got a food mixer down his shorts. Ray, you are such a source of joy in this country for football fans. A man for whom we're all the better for having heard and learned from over the past few years. The game we love's real flag bearer. That's who you are in this great nation. I've got to ask you, build the case for optimism. Well, uh, 
a case for optimism, uh, Rog. Listen, I think we all have to be patient and take nothing uh, for granted, you know. Um, nothing in nature blooms all year. It always comes down to some, some sad moments and some, uh, some, some real sadness at times. But the optimism will prevail. The sun will come out tomorrow. Uh, not being too corny, but it will. Um, and, you know, in these moments as well, lads, when it starts raining, you look for rainbows, right? When it gets darker, you look for stars. Uh, it, it, you've got to keep that in your heart because that's what your human nature will do. And the human nature will prevail. Humanity will get through this and we'll take our our punches, we'll take our black eyes, we will cry uh, over our loved ones lost, we will cry about these wonderful healthcare givers that are sacrificing so much of their life to save ours, we will cry. Tears the size of pineapple chunks and there ain't nothing wrong with that, but we will come through. So just be nice, be nice to people, be kind to people, give if you can. You struggle on knowing that it'll come together in the end and we will all come back in celebration, not just of life, but in the parts of life, like our wonderful game of football and the great world of sports. And we will celebrate like never before. Oh, in that spirit and during this time when we could all use a little bit of comfort, we're going to ask you to close by reading a few lines, a few great American lines of optimism and hope. Ones from FDR's first inaugural address before we go. Words which to me, I read them every night right now, they sound as meaningful today as they did on March 4th, 1933, when they were first spoken. Take it away, Ray Hudson, and give us courage. From Franklin D. Roosevelt. This is preeminently the time to speak the truth, the whole truth, frankly and boldly. Nor need we shrink from honestly facing conditions in our country today. This great nation will endure as it has endured, will revive and will prosper. So, first of all, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Nameless, unreasoning, unjustified terror, which paralyzes needed efforts to convert retreat into advance. Oh, Ray Hudson, thousands of our listeners join me in saying to you, thank you, Ray, and courage. Thank you, pal.